One of these days, I'm just going to go in the woman's room and take a shit. Let me know when that happens. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 113 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... President Horstocles. Well, you're not president yet. Presidential candidate, Lord Horstocles. I shall be president. You're running uh, on the Independent Party, uh, the Balls Party. That's right, because we got a lot of balls. We got a lot of balls. (laughs) Research shows that people like balls. That's right. (laughs) You can handle the balls. Vote for Lord Horstocles for president, 2016. Ride him into the future. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody riding this horse. (laughs) This horse does all the riding. Is that what you've been doing for the last two weeks? (laughs) (laughs) Riding? What? (laughs) Well, if you haven't noticed, we have been gone for the last two weeks. Oh, God. Uh, I'm sure we were sorely missed. uh, You sure about that? Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'll tell you after for sure. We were missed. Nice. <laughs> um, Miguel was busy. I was busy. I got sick. It just. It was just a bad couple of weeks. And here we are recording at eight o'clock at night on a Sunday on Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're doing the best we can, trying to make the show come out every week. It's a lot harder these days because we have a lot more things going on. But uh, we promise we're still committed to the show, and we're doing it as much as we can, as often as we can. And there's just occasionally going to be weeks where we just can't make it happen. So that's true. An allergy season's been kicking our butts. Yeah, we've both been sick off and on since January. Isn't that like waking up with your nose and just shit just dripping on down the beard? Yeah, <laughs> that's when you got to shave it, <laughs> or you know, use it as wax. You know. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Style it. <laughs> the, the, the bird that lives in my beard might not like that. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Styling, snot for style. Very nice. <laughs> Hey, what do you use, balls to please? <laughs> Ocean. <laughs> yeah. Ocean. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it? Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, we've got a lot to go over today. Uh, obviously, we've been gone for three weeks, so there's stuff to talk about. Um, but let's get right into this week's comics before we move on to anything else. What were your top two this week, Miguel? Oh, yeah, man. Number two. <laughs> Star Wars number 17, Jason Aaron and Lentil Francis Yu. Why do you always call him Lentil? His name is Lionel. Lionel Francis Yu? Yes, Lionel Yu. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't you pick this book too? This is actually my number two as well. Sweet. Yeah. You know why? Uh, well, we have different reasons, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about for me and Dr. Aphra. And them, them going to get her and the, the nutcase in there trying to kill everybody. You enjoy the story where Dr. Aphra is in the prison. Princess Leia has just dropped her off. That prison is floating around the sun. And people come and they try to overthrow the prison. And she's forced to join forces with Dr. Aphra to try to reclaim the prison. Um, that's that's fun and everything, but I really enjoy the other story that's going on with, with Han and Luke. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to raise money to get the cargo back across the galaxy. Or whatever, yeah, because they, lost, is, it. they uh-huh. lost it. Because Han decided to gamble. Uh-huh. Uh, so Luke ends up having to take a client that Han would rather him not take, and it's a, a herd full of these weird-looking animals. Ooh, like water buffalo. Kind of like water buffalo. But... Uh, you, you learn halfway through the book that they're actually nerfs. <laughs> you've always heard the expression in, in Star Wars, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Yeah. Now you know what the hell a nerf looks like. <laughs> yeah. I told and, them to take it easy. They're going to throw up. <laughs> and it, it, makes the, uh, it makes the joke that much funnier when uh, Leia calls Han a nerf herder because he actually is now. <laughs> yeah, you had to remind me of that. It didn't click. But, yeah, I'm so into the other part of that story. That one dude after Dr. Alpha is just like, he is a crazy psycho killing machine oh i'm not saying that side of the story was not good no but i've heard of stuff was funny yeah yeah it, it was really good i just i enjoyed a lot of things about this book i've really been enjoying star wars period um it's something you should be reading hands down damn straight <laughs> all right so that was both of our number twos what was your number one my number one birthright number 15 josh williamson and andre brisson yep uh same here <laughs> damn dude this book is getting better but damn you, Williamson, and your damn red herrings. <laughs> I don't really think this one's a red herring. Well, not I mean, this one, but it was up to this point. <laughs> there were some sure, red herrings in there. Sure. Well, I think, I think things about the story uh, are meant to lead you to make conclusions, you know, make your own ideas about how, how it's going to end. He does that crap to you in all his books. He does, but that's something that a masterful writer does, and I really like it. I'm going to start calling him Nice Shalomon. 
No, because his twists actually work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just pulled him. I'm just bullshitting. Uh, there's, there's a major, major reveal in this issue. It doesn't happen until the last page, but it was something that I suspected several issues ago. Um, we just haven't really talked much about it. And I don't want to give anything away because if you are reading the series, you're really going to enjoy it. But yeah. don't give it away. Let's just say there is a reason that Mikey was chosen to be the one that went to Terranos. Make him pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're starting to learn more things about the rest of the family, too. Like, we're learning more about Mikey's brother and that he's now um, inhabited by that other creature, uh, the good creature or whatever. Yep. And uh, I'm starting to believe that Mikey's brother might actually be the quote-unquote chosen one and not Mikey himself. They grabbed the wrong one, man. Yeah, I think that's what happened. It's not the golden child. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of debate between the other people from Ternos interacting with Mikey's family about why Mikey gave in to the, the grave mind or whatever it was called. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I just, I am. I thought that twist was excellently handled. Um, I did kind of see it coming, but I think a lot of people wouldn't have. Uh, it just made perfect sense to me because of why Mikey ended up being the one being chosen. <laughs> I didn't catch the twist until at the end <laughs> when they showed me who it was. What? Okay. That's when I got it. But the other stuff I was following, like you were talking about how you figure he wasn't the one that was supposed to be chosen. And you started to see, wait a minute, the younger brother had, oh crap. So you can kind of see where you get in that Star Wars feeling. But that's just, that's just our speculation. That's not actually that is true. 100% confirmed or anything. The art is amazing. The book is great. The story is just awesome. And the story does not lag. I mean, it doesn't just like, Bleh, you know, uh, we're going to jump to this. Jump. No, no, it's really good. I feel like every scene since issue one has had purpose. Like every single thing has been set up to advance the story or to leave trail for you to try to figure things out as it goes along. Um, Josh is, like I said, a very masterful writer. Uh, I think in some ways this book's better than Nailbiter. I just like Nailbiter's story a lot more. (laughs) Nailbiter's dark, man. It's dark. So am I. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it definitely deserves to be our number one this week. Of course. All right. Well, then, uh, what was your pick of the week? Uh, You're never going to let me live this crap down. (laughs) Pick of the week was Hyperion number one by Chuck Wendig and Nick Varela. It's Nicole. Oh, Nicole? I didn't get the rest of the name. I only saw Nick. (laughs) My bad. Try to turn her into a dude, man. What's up? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you know how I feel about this guy, but I like the story. He's hit, you know, everything already took place where they destroyed what they did, you know, after the freaking Secret Wars crap. Yeah. Uh, So he's hiding as a truck driver, and a little girl needs his help, and in the end, he does what he does, but it it was pretty good. It's it's surprisingly, I enjoyed it. I, I couldn't. Never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. It was actually my pick of the week, too. Um, I'm a huge Squadron Supreme fan. I have been since I read Straczynski's run way back when. Uh, I love Hyperion. I love Nighthawk. Um, and I like this current version of the Squadron Supreme where they're all taken from different realities that were affected by the events of Secret Wars. Um, if you haven't been reading Squadron Supreme, the whole team ganged up and killed Namor because they blamed him for the events of Secret Wars. And then when the government kind of decided to step in and put a stop to their activities, like the Avengers confronted them, uh, they kind of split up and went their separate ways just to kind of fly under the radar a little bit. And Hyperion, in order to disguise himself, became a truck driver. (laughs) He assumed an identity, and he's just pretending to be a regular old man driving a truck across the country. So when he finds this little girl who needs his help, um, she's actually been looking for him specifically. Yeah. Like, she, she is very smart. And she did a lot of research and figured out this has to be Hyperion. This has to be the guy that I'm looking for, the one who can actually help me, protect me from my family. And, yeah, he, he agrees to take her on a ride. Yeah, he agrees to protect her a little bit, but not as Hyperion, only as the truck driver. He won't admit to her or to anyone in the world that he is this super powerful guy. So she joins up with him, and they're taking their trip, and all of a sudden these carnival freaks show up. <laughs> and it turns out she's escaped from this carnival where her brothers and fathers and everybody else there wants to keep her in prison for some reason. And it's a scene straight out of Mad Max. Like the carny freaks are all crazy, you know, shooting flamethrowers and riding on top of cars. And Some of them have powers. Some of them have some, some sort of abilities, but, you know, obviously nothing that's a match for Hyperion. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. in the end, uh, he does have to reveal himself and go back and help her by fighting them. He needs a different suit, man. The suit just looks... Ugh. I don't like it. It's kind of a golden age suit, the red and gold. Yeah, I just don't like the, the thing right here in the middle. It's this weird. The belt? Yeah. Looks like a wrestler, uh-huh. kind of. I don't mind it looking like a wrestler. It just looks really... I don't know. They need to change it up a little bit. But the story's great. 
I like it. I like where it's going. I'm interested to see what number two is going to be. Yeah, me too. Uh, definitely a good one to pick up. So that that's it for comics this week. See, that goes, people. Let you know that I can change. <laughs> I do read many things and different things. You want to give you want to give an honorable mention to Batman number fifty? Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, we'll do that real quick. So Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run ended on issue fifty of Batman. Yep. Mm. Uh, it was kind of a, a a nice moment to see him come back into his own. As Batman, he's got all the memories Bruce Wayne used to have, except he's got a brand new body. Like, his body's not aged, it's not weak, it's not damaged. So, imagine Batman at 200%. (laughs) That's basically what he is right now. Yeah. And he developed this new costume, which fucking looks sick. I I love love that costume. Uh, He shows up and he starts cracking jokes immediately, which is out of character for Batman, but it worked really well, I thought, in this issue. Uh, He's like... Damn it, Jim. Who died and made you Batman? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so much. Um, all in all, it wasn't like a super impactful issue. Uh, they basically fight Mr. Bloom. You find out all the stuff that happened to make Bloom into who he is, and they kind of end that storyline uh, in a good place. But uh, it was it was nice to see Batman return. It was nice to see Jim Gordon step back down. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens from this point forward. Yeah, it really is. Summer moment, I guess. You know, it's over. Their run is over. Yeah. Costume's amazing. Batman is great. He's super strong again. He's young. Starting all new, all fresh Batman. And I am excited to see where people are going to take it from here. Yeah, me too. I really am. Me too. Okay, now we're done with comics. All right. (laughs) Let's talk about sex. No. Let's talk (laughs) talk about Daredevil. I haven't seen Daredevil. (laughs) So it's been two weeks. And, you know, normally you take a two-week break. You might miss one major thing. But we missed... Two. <laughs> we miss Daredevil and Batman and Superman. <laughs> Man. So we don't get to give you guys our, our fresh analysis uh, right before everybody else does. Well, it's good. At least we're not spoiling like everybody else does. Uh, but at this point, it's probably been spoiled by a lot of people. Spoilers. Um, I did watch Daredevil in its entirety uh, the first weekend it was out. I fucking loved it. Um, it doesn't have the exact same magic the first season had, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, you guys know that I'm not the biggest John Barenthal fan. Rick. I really hated him as Shane. I, I don't really like him in any of the movies I've seen him in. I slept with your wife, Rick. Uh, <laughs> but he's actually a fairly decent Punisher. I told you he was going to be okay. Um, some people said he delivers lines exactly the same way as as he does as Shane, but I don't really see that. Um, he's still got the lip snarl thing going, but that's just him, I think. <laughs> There's no taking that away. Uh, he has one of the best most gratuitous fight scenes I've, I've ever seen in anything. I mean, it rivals like the daredevil hallway scene from the first season. It rivals like, well, it doesn't really rival, rival Kingsman, but it's, uh, it's, it's, pretty, <laughs> nice. it's pretty fucking epic. Um, you know, he goes to prison and he breaks out and he fights like a whole bunch of guys and has to kill them all. It, it's just awesome. Um, I was very impressed with him as Punisher. I, I liked foggy this season more than I did last season. Um, he had more of a bigger role because, it was all about the struggle of Daredevil to be Daredevil and keep his identity as Matt Murdock without ruining the lawyer agency. Yeah. See, I like Foggy. I just don't like the kid that's playing Foggy. You'll like him more this season. The kid that's playing Foggy is a guy from Mighty Ducks, and I liked him in Mighty Ducks, but I don't know. He irritates me. You'll like him more this season, I promise. Okay. Uh, season one, I kind of agreed with you. He's the weakest character, mm-hmm. the weakest actor. But season two, he's really kind of coming to his own. It's a lot better. Okay. Um, I really liked Karen Page this season. Um, you know, she did a lot of stuff. She ended up going and taking old Ben Urich's job at the end of it. Pretty cool to see that whole uh, storyline come back full circle. Nice. And then, of course, my favorite episodes of the entire season were the ones where the Kingpin showed up. Um, Hell yeah! He only has a couple of episodes, but they're so good. <laughs> they really are. D'Onofrio was such a good choice for that role. Yeah, still kicking ass. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you've never watched Daredevil and you don't have a Netflix account, it's worth getting Netflix for one month just to watch both seasons, uh, for sure. It's really, really good. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot more Marvel stuff coming, too. I mean, we've got Luke Cage. They just announced that and uh, gave us a release date, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Luke Cage! Uh, and they got Iron Fist as well. Um, I'm, really, I'm really digging what Netflix is doing. I think the Defender series is going to be great. Yeah, I think so, too. I can't wait to see Daredevil. I'm, I'm stoked about Luke Cage. And you know what? Jessica Jones was one of my favorites. Yeah, I really enjoyed excellent. it. Excellent. I was never a big fan of Jessica Jones, but now I am. You, I weren't, you weren't a fan of Daredevil either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hated all of them. 
Yeah. Iron Fist, he still hasn't won me over yet, but the last comic was really good. So you weren't I'm even not, a Luke Cage fan. No, I'm, I'm not a hater. <laughs> Actually, you weren't a fan of a single character they have cast in the Defenders, but you've watched the shows and you've kind of yeah, turned around on said, them. You know, I, I kept an open mind. I, I thought of it. You told me to give it a chance, and I did. I'm like, holy crap, this crap is really good. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's good. So, yeah, opening my mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> Free your mind. The rest will follow. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right words. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Okay. Uh, the big topic for today, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. So it came out last week. Uh, we've both seen it. You were a little late seeing it. I saw it yesterday afternoon because when I tried to see it Thursday night, I couldn't because boy had a game. Couldn't see it Friday night because it was like sold out and I didn't want to sit up and get a crick in my neck. So we saw it Saturday afternoon. What are your thoughts on it? I liked it. Boys liked it. Wife liked it. Wonder Woman was amazing. Yes. Batflack, awesome. Definitely. A great Batman. I, I, I don't know if I put him ahead Bale, but he had his moments in there. It was like really, really amazing. Him as Bruce Wayne, I thought was pretty cool because he's like, yeah. I think you're right. Superman might have been the weakest link in the movie, but he, was, he didn't suck. Yeah. He didn't suck at all. It, it was good. Lois, Lois was fine. Um, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I can see where people were getting pissed about certain things, but it was fine. I, 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 alternate realities, all this other dreaming and everything. I thought it was good. You're right. It was a little slow in some moments, but overall, it was great. I enjoyed the movie from the... From the I didn't even drink my drink, dude. <laughs> I bought a drink, and it sat there the entire movie. I didn't even, didn't even look at it. I didn't even move. Of course, the guy next to me stunk, but... Oh, God, the movie was... I loved it. I really did. You, I, you I, loved it. So you're, you're... I will give it... It's not in Marvel's range. Okay. It is nowhere near anything Marvel's putting out. It, okay. It's not. I'll give it a strong B, a really solid B, and maybe even a B plus. That's where I put it to. I give it a strong B. It's not a Marvel movie. It's, it's not, not a Marvel movie. No, it's not. It's not even against probably the weakest Marvel movie. It's going to be underneath it. Well, you know, it's better than Hulk. <laughs> well, that's shitty Hulk. Shitty Hulk, yeah. Oh yeah, shitty Hulk's an F, dude. It's better than Wolverine Origins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wolverine's another F. But no, no, no. The, the upper echelon Marvel movies, yeah, it's not. It can't yeah, compare. It's, now, it's it no, broke all kinds of records, though. It did. It's no Avengers. You know, it's supposed to be the first Justice League movie, the first time you see those characters coming together and the catalyst for everybody forming the Justice League. But I don't think it does that in- incredibly well. Um, and it's it's not really a super fun movie to watch like like Avengers was, but it's very entertaining, even without being super fun. Um, I, I loved the first third of the movie. And I really loved the third, the last third of the movie. Um, it was the middle that suffered a whole lot. I felt like it slowed down in too many places. There was too much political nonsense going on, and it, it just it didn't really get resolved fast enough for me. Um, and then Superman, Clark Kent, uh, a lot of his internal struggle happened in the second act, and that was him going back and forth between should I protect humanity or should I just leave or should I, you know, his, his like little whiny emo moments. Um, which they weren't exactly emo. I'm probably being a little too harsh there, but uh, they weren't they weren't terribly well done. Like Henry Cavill's a great Superman, but I'm not sure he's a great Clark Kent, and I'm not sure that he's uh, I'm not sure he's working with the best script possible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the writers don't really like Superman, so they're not trying very hard to make Superman a likable or important character. It was very much a Batman movie more than a Superman movie. Yeah, and Ben Affleck killed it. Like, absolutely killed it. In my opinion, there's no doubt. He's the best Batman I've ever seen. Um, it's exactly who I want Batman to be. Well, he's the older Batman. He's the, he's the uh, no-nonsense, I'm-going-to-kick-your-ass-and-kill-you Batman. He's perfect for it. You know yes. what? I stopped thinking about it. I don't know if Bale could have pulled that off. No, he couldn't have. I don't, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think Bale... Uh, first of all... Bale was, Bale was a great new Batman. Bale yeah. was great in Batman Begins. And if you're only looking at Batman Begins, Bale might be the best. Uh, but Batman Begins was not the best of Bale's trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Dark Knight was the best of his trilogy, but he didn't do a whole lot except walk around going, I'm Batman. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, he didn't do a lot of actual acting. Affleck did a lot of acting, both as Bruce Wayne and as Batman. You didn't even see him break out the I'm Batman line. And he conveyed a lot without having to say that. Now, I tell you what, one of the coolest scenes is where Batman is driving around his Freaking badass Batmobile. First of all, that is a badass Batmobile. Yes, it really is. <laughs> Just going through everything and Superman bitch slaps him. He rips the top off, but it's the way he stands up. 
standing right next to Superman. Mm-hmm. He knows who he is. He didn't. That was like epic, dude. I got the chills because Batman's like, bitch. And you you had already seen that scene a hundred times in the trailers, yeah. and it was still perfectly executed. Like, bitch, please, I, you don't scare me. Uh, I, I liked I liked the fact that the extended fight sequence, um, the scene where Batman goes into that building and takes on all the armed guards. Yeah. Uh, we, di- we didn't see all of that in the trailer. The trailer was cut in a way that made it seem amazing, but the actual fight scene was about a whole three minutes longer than what we actually saw in the trailer. The cool part about that scene is also, is you see that he is older, so he's not as quick as he was before. And so you saw that one guy try to double tap Batman in the he, back he of the head. shot it's back like, of the head what? like four times. Like, what? And just like crunches that guy. Dude, his neck. Well, there was no try. He actually got shot in the back of the head yeah, four yeah, yeah. times. Right, but what And, the and hell? shrugged it off. I don't know any kind of special body armor you could put on your head that would make you be okay from getting shot in the head for the only time times. you heard him go, oh, is when the guy stuck him with the knife. Yeah. And he didn't even give a shit. Like, snapped it, broke that fucker's neck, and like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I looked at Brayden, like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Batman breaking necks and cashing checks. Like, damn. Batman was amazing. Anytime me. you can get double tapped twice in the back of the head and don't do shit to you, you're a bad man. That's true. You're, you're a Batman. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, Wonder Woman was just amazing. Uh, I can't even... She, she wasn't in the movie that long. I mean, you see Diana Prince a few times, and she's very elegant and very you know, classy, and, and that was all good and everything, but then you actually see her show up as Wonder Woman, and she's like smiling and laughing the whole time she's fighting Doomsday. And I know, when she gets knocked on her butt, she's, she gets up, hey, hey. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could tell she just loves it. it. It was exactly how I want my Wonder Woman to be. Okay, yeah, she's the evil one. She's not the evil one. She's the hardcore, I'm going to fight you all the time, Wonder Woman. She's that Wonder Woman, yes. which is great. Now, my wife loved her. Uh, Gail got out when she was playing Diana. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. She looked really, she looked really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She was very elegant. Yeah. She, she looked nice. She was all dressed up, and Bruce Wayne was like, hmm. But when, and I've seen her in other movies. And so, you know, I think she's okay, an actor. She's all right. But when she freaking came out as Wonder Woman, when she had her hair down and everything else, I'm like, oh, my God, this woman's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, Wonder Woman is hot. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, uh. <laughs> and then she's like, ah. I'm like, oh, jeez. She was the one thing that you really weren't convinced about. You, you changed your mind. You think she's perfect for the role? Oh, yeah. I, I'm all in now. I can't wait to see her movie. I can't either. Uh, just a little bit we saw of her really gives me a lot of confidence. Like, I was... I feel the same way about her that I kind of felt about Peggy Carter when they first announced that series. I was uh-huh. like really pumped up for it. I feel like she's going to do great in like an old timey kind of story, um, not modern. I mean, yeah. she'll, she'll do fine in modern too when that happens. But like uh, a Wonder Woman story that takes place forty years ago or fifty years ago is going to be great. Now, my little crow here. You know, they did little flash scenes on the other guys. The Aquaman thing. It went on too long. Like that was my biggest complaint. Like, was that what it went are on too you long. Sta- like what? But when he did it something, and when you really looked at him, like, dude, Jason Momoa looks like a rip some gun, man. I mean, it's cool. It was very cool. I, I feel like that scene, though, when he's opening the files on the computer and looking and seeing the other metahumans, if you want to Well, he didn't really that. look at him. She did. He saw the files, but she looked at him. Right. But that scene could have been moved to a post-credit scene. Like, it didn't really have to be in the middle of the movie, and I feel like it took you out of what was going on a little bit. Yeah. Don't you? I see what you're saying. That she didn't have to really see that to be convinced. She could have seen it at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah, like at the end, if he had come back to the computer and been like, huh, I wonder what this is, and like just opened it, that would have been like a cool after credit scene to show the stuff. But I guess that's DC not wanting to do what Marvel does or some stupid nonsense. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, that, that stuff was okay. What happened to Cyborg was like, what? <laughs> Actually, oh. that, was, that was my favorite of the three yeah, that we oh, yeah. saw. The Flash was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't take it. He is not the Flash. We all know who the Flash is, and he's on TV. <laughs> that guy's the Flash. I, I think Grant Gustin should be the Flash. And the Arrow, movie, we all know who the Arrow is. He's on think, TV. I don't even think Green Arrow is going to be part of the Justice League for quite a while. Well, I'm so. just telling you who the Green Arrow is. So what about some of the things that people are mostly complaining about? The guns? The guns, the dream sequences. Let's talk about the dream sequences. The dream sequences were cool. There's too I, many of them, I felt. Okay. The, see, the first one when he fell in the hole? Yeah, the first one he falls in the hole and he's like remembering his past or whatever. I actually thought that was okay. I thought that was a good, fast retelling of the Batman origin story. Yeah. I mean, not that anybody needed it because we all are familiar with it, but it was well done. Like, what about the people who don't know? Who doesn't know Batman's origin story? There's people out there who don't know. If you don't know Batman's origin story, why are you going to a Batman movie? They're going for Superman. 
There was a dude in a cape, a 90-year-old man in a Superman, but he was a 60-year-old man wearing a Superman shirt and a cape. That's pretty cool. And I struck by him <laughs> in my Batman shirt, my badass Batman shirt. I'm like, huh. And I'm like, you're going to lose. <laughs> okay, so the first sequence, I mean, I feel like it was okay. Uh-huh. I mean, it was well handled. The pearls falling and everything. It was like very iconic, exactly what you want the Batman origin to be. That was intense. Um, it, yeah, it was really good. Um, the only thing that would have made it cooler, actually, was if young Bruce Wayne had been fucking Gotham Bruce Wayne. Like, that would have made it my day. Oh, actually. God. Oh, man, that would have been awesome, too. Because, <laughs> like, if nobody knew that was going to happen and it did, I would have been like, oh. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been a nice little twist, yeah. Nod to people. Um, and then the second flashback scene, I believe, is the second dream sequence is him with the nightmare where he wakes up all terrified. That one was good. That one fit perfectly the storyline. With the coffin? Yeah. I actually jumped. Everybody did. <laughs> I, I should I should have known. Now you knew something was going to happen. Yeah, and I still jumped. The third dream sequence is the the red sun. Yes, the future dark side on apocalypse or whatever. Uh, the injustice, injustice mix up, whatever you want to call it. There's the big omega symbol carved into the sand, and super Superman's troops. You want to call them super troopers, whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're taking on Batman's people, and I mean I understand laying the groundwork for. Dark side to come because Marvel did the same thing in their first big movie. They were like, Thanos is coming. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that's great, but it didn't really fit, especially the whole time traveler thing. Like you see the, you see the Batman there doing his thing. He's you know shooting people or whatever, despite the guns, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it ends and he wakes up and then he has another dream where there's like this weird blurry staticky figure talking to him and then it, it fades away and then he wakes up. And he's like, was that a dream or was that real? What's going on? Yeah. My theory is that it was the Flash trying to travel back in time to warn him about the future, uh-huh. which is dumb. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about people don't know who Batman is. People really don't know who the fucking Flash is. <laughs> the, the Flash paradox. Here we go. Yeah. Um, and it may not have been Flash. It could have been somebody else time traveling. I that was guess, a, it, but, yeah, I got that. That was weird. That that whole two two dream sequences back to back didn't really fit and it took you out of the movie. Like I could have done without both of them. I understand why he wanted to put it in there because Zack Snyder wanted to cram as much as he could into the movie, but I feel like the last the, the first dream sequence with him on apocalypse or whatever would have been a much cooler post-end credit scene like him having a dream about the future. That would have been a great way to end the movie, right? That would have been nice. But where it was in the movie it took you out of it. Yeah, and that's why people were confused too probably. They see all that, and they see Superman doing this. Like, Superman's beating up Batman. Like, what the hell kind of movie are you going to watch? Yeah. I get you. I mean, I like the scene. Uh, They probably didn't need it in there. You're probably right. They could put it at the end of the movie or, like, the very beginning or the end or whatever. But, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, man. And there's also no real... um, These are just my problems that I have with the movie. Okay. There was no real reason for Clark Kent to hate Batman (laughs) or, or Superman to hate Batman. It made perfect sense for Batman to fear and hate Superman because he... You know, destroyed Metropolis and like killed a bunch of his people, and he's obviously this overpowered alien threat that at any moment could turn against humanity. And Batman wants a reason and the capability to deal with him if that ever happens. Uh, Superman, aside from I don't like bullies, has no reason not to like Batman, right? Yeah. And it wasn't really conveyed well, and it wasn't really written well to give Superman any kind of justifiable reason to like have such a negative opinion of Batman or to go after him like that. I felt. Yeah, he just didn't like him because he was vigilante justice. Well, he does the exact same thing. Yeah, I know. And then they it was, had, it was the branding. The and fact then, that Batman branded a guy, made and, him a bully. And then they, those guys get killed in prison. Right. So you sure it wasn't the fact that Lex Luthor had his mom? At, well, no, that was, I mean, at the end, yes. That's why he fought him at the end. Yeah. But I'm talking before then. You see a lot of scenes with Clark. Like, oh, yeah, it was the branding. Yeah, you're right. Trying to say, I, what about this bat vigilante? I think we should write a smear piece on this bat. And, and Perry White's like... No, it's nothing. What's, what's fucking wrong with you? Perry White, <laughs> Perry White is the only sensible character in those scenes. He's like, you're an idiot, Clark. What, yeah. what about this football team? What are you talking about? I just checked your dropout box. There's nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just really poorly handled, I thought. And then, let's talk about Doomsday. I really hate that for Doomsday, they did a merge of Zod's Zod. body and, and Lex Luthor's blood. Like, I feel like at the very beginning of the movie, when Lex was digging around all kinds of places trying to find kryptonite, yeah, couldn't he have just had a fucking quarry in Africa where they're digging super deep and he finds Doomsday in the ground? 
I mean, isn't that basically what happens in the comics? I I don't well. And then he, throughout the course of the movie, he's trying to thaw him out, trying to get to him, and then he does, and that's what fucking sets things off with him with Superman fighting him. Like, I mean, couldn't that have been the story? Why did it have to be this weird? Let's bring Zod back for no reason, and I just didn't like that. Yeah, I I was again like I told you, man. You went into this movie, you had to like suspend stuff because they were going to change everything away. They were going to change it from the comics, not do it this way, not do it that way. Which kind of get people so, some guessing. Of the, some of the things make sense. Like they have to give a reason for Superman not like Batman, and and vice versa. Like some of the things make sense, but Doomsday in particular, there was literally no reason to do the Zod yeah. merging with the blood versus digging. I mean, they already have the story about him digging for kryptonite. Why couldn't he just accidentally discover Doomsday? Like it could have been so easy to fit in there, and it would have made so much more sense. But I have no. I mean. I understand what you're saying, but I have no idea why they did what they did. I really don't. I mean, you're bringing up good points. I have no idea why they wanted to bring Zod back and merge it this way rather than go that route. I have no idea. No, I don't understand. I didn't mind. I didn't really care. only thing I had a problem with Doomsday was I don't think they made him strong enough. By the end, he was. Even like, th- that, that was the thing, too. When, when I was watching the movie for the first time, um, you see the energy stuff happen. Yeah. Which, you know, we saw that in the trailer, too, and I was like, ugh, why does Doomsday have energy powers? This is horrible. <laughs> but as you're watching it, um, the energy is him growing. Like, it's this expulsion of energy to transform. So it's not really like he's shooting laser beams and stuff. I mean, he has those powers because he's part Zod, I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, it was one stylistic thing that he wanted to have. But most of the big energy blasts that happen are because he's transforming from, like, stage one Doomsday to stage three Doomsday. Uh, because even then he still sucked. I was not happy with the way know. he looked. The last version was actually okay. Like he had a lot more bones sticking out, but his face was wrong. Well, he looked like a freaking uh, like somebody took his face and stuck it in the ground and smooshed his face a little bit deadly and put him. Like what the hell is that? It wasn't perfect. And Doomsday. See, this is where I'll go with you on this. The dick finding him in the ground would have been much better because he could have already been stage three or whatever you want to say. And Doomsday just punches, man. He mm-hmm. punches hard and he hurts. I mean, he hit Superman a bunch of times, and did Superman bleed? No. Yeah. Wonder Woman doing what she did to Doomsday? Doesn't happen. I don't think so either. Mi- Batman do- no, Batman oh. knows he don't have a damn... Batman was running for his life, and that was smart. <laughs> yeah. I actually love that part with Batman. Like, oh, shit. He's just like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. This is bad. <laughs> like, Wonder Woman probably could have fought Doomsday in his first form. Like, if, like, even in the comics, if Wonder Woman had been the first person to encounter Doomsday, she probably would have had a chance at, like, stopping him but not like putting him down um, by the time. Cause doomsday's real power in the comics is that every time he gets beat, he gets stronger and he learns how not to get beat that same way again. Like uh-huh. he, you can never beat doomsday the same way twice. That's his power. So, I mean, Superman usually defeats him by flying him into space and like, you know, plunging him into a comet or throwing him into the sun or he put him in the earth, the moon. Then he took him to like at the end of the universe and stuck him between times or something like that, but then he came back. Yeah, there's no stopping him. He always finds a way back, and his only real goal in life anymore is to kill Superman. <laughs> well, how about the part when he comes back and he's smart? Yeah. That's the trip. Yeah, but I, again, that's, that was my problem. I, I mean, I know you're making your own points, and I enjoy I know what you're saying, and I agree with you on some of them. Like I said, I still get to be a strong B+, but I just didn't like the Doomsday. I would have liked to see him more being Doomsday like he's supposed to be. I would have loved to see him hit Superman and make freaking bleed. I, well, that's the other thing, too. Is like I would have rather seen the death of Superman storyline mm-hmm. or Batman versus Superman, like as in Dark Knight Returns. Why do we have to have both? <laughs> like we, There was too many story elements going on. You have death of Superman storyline. You have Dark Knight Returns. You have the origin of Lex Luthor, as, as twisted as the version we got was. Um there was, that was Lex Luthor? You sure that wasn't a Joker? <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually really did like Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg was great. Um, that's one of the most controversial characters in the movie. People were like, oh, he's going to be terrible. I wasn't sure about him before I saw it. Uh, by the end, he had won me over, though. It was good. Like he, he definitely does have some Joker elements. He's channeling Heath Ledger a little bit, which I guess some people can see. Like Everybody kept saying um, Snyder just really wanted to write a, a Joker character, so he just turned Lex Luthor into the Joker, <laughs> which... I can kind of see that in some of the scenes, like where he's giving the big speech and stumbling over his words and talking to himself. He tries to represent himself as crazy, but also smart. And then other times he represents himself as like super calm and cool and calculating and evil. But I think the way he was when he was talking to Superman, like making him kneel before him, was actually Lex Luthor. That purely sinister, super intelligent, 
I I fooled everybody else, but now you get to see the truth kind of moment. Yeah, when he did that, I was like, oh. Yeah. The goosebumps on the arms of there's Lex. That was the moment that got me. That was Lex. Uh, the only thing that kind of sucked about Lex was they kind of threw it away at the very, oh, yeah. the very end. <laughs> they have him in the prison, and he's like, he's coming, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like, I don't know why they made him completely like batshit nuts at the end. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, he was he was great up until that last scene. I don't know. You know, they they could have, like you said, if they had kept Superman story and then the Batman story and did two different movies, they would probably bank big time money on that on both of them. Because, you know, the Death of Superman is a good, good story. It's one of my favorites. And yeah. Batman, Superman, Dark Knight is a great story, too. Mm-hmm. So now we have Superman is dead, allegedly. And then... <laughs> Anybody that watched the movie knows he's not dead. Like, uh, the, the, the dirt, dirt moved. Yeah, like, though the dirt was rising. Uh, Kryptonian hearts are on the other side, so Doomsday stabbed him and uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. He was down. Superman was down. I mean, this version of Superman, that was the first time he really got hurt like that. So, yeah, he was down. But, like, the sun heals him. Yeah, my kids were like, put him in the sun. Put him in the sun. (laughs) Oh, yeah, how about when he got hit with the nuke? Yeah. That was kind of creepy looking. Oh, skeleton ghost looking. The sun healed him so quickly. Like, I mean, it's pretty obvious to anybody. Just throw him into the sun and he's he's like better. (laughs) I don't know. The the movie had a lot of problems, but I I don't understand all the critics hating it as much as they did. Because it was enjoyable. There, there was a lot of cool stuff in the movie. Just goes to tell you, critics don't know everything, man. Critics don't know everything. But not just critics. I'm talking like friends of mine, other comic book reviewers, like podcasters, people that's opinions I usually respect on everything, just outright hated the movie. And they're entitled to their opinions. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying... You're wrong. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm surprised that so many people feel that way, and I wonder if all of them actually gave the movie a chance. Like, Probably not. I went in there with an open mind. Um, I didn't enjoy the entire movie. There were, there were parts that were boring, definitely lulled in places. There were things I would have done differently, things I would have liked to seen done better. Um, the music was great. The cinematography was great. The fight scenes were great. The characters were great. The script needed a lot of work, <laughs> and it just didn't get there. The story was the worst part about the movie, <laughs> which is unfortunate to say, but uh, I give Batman vs. Superman a strong B. Um, I will definitely see it again, uh, hopefully soon, because I'd like to see... Anything I might have missed. All the Easter eggs? Yeah, all the little Easter eggs and stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I feel about it. You, want, you have anything you want to add? I was fine with the movie. I went in open mind, like I try to do with all my movies. Hell, I went and saw London Has Fallen. I loved it. Shit getting blown up, shit getting killed, and Gerard Butler just being a badass. It's great for me. <laughs> but uh, it was fine. It was okay. Slow, some moments, but it was okay. It was fine for what they wanted to do. They switched. I didn't go in there knowing this is not how it's supposed to be. The yeah, the Doomsday thing irks me. Just don't mess up Dark Side. Mess up Dark Side, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. But the other thing now I have to fight is. I mean, that's my all I'm gonna say on that. I have to be even more open minded when I go see Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think we both do. Because you know, <laughs> my favorite characters in this movie, and I'm gonna be pissed if they. Ugh, I may throw my popcorn at the screen. Well, hopefully Harley is written as well as Deadpool was. Nice. That's all I can say. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was talking about King Shark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's not in the movie. I know. <laughs> Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang looks like he'll steal the show. He looks like he's written the way he's supposed to be written. <laughs> he's going to steal the movie, I guarantee you. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good characters in the Suicide Squad and in the version that we're getting for the movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll mostly be good. I recommend you go see Batman versus Superman. It was a good movie. It was fun. You'll enjoy it. Just go in there open-minded. And just, you know, if you're a comic guy, just realize they didn't try to follow the comic book stories all the way. They changed it up a little bit to keep you guessing. Uh, if you're not a comic person, then you're going to straight up love it because it's a nice old shang-bang fight, boom, 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 love you, hate you type of movie. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, in there. <laughs> All right, well, we haven't done Tell Me a Funny Story in a while, so it's my turn to do one. Dun, 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 um, dun, dun. I don't have a great, super funny Tell Me a Funny Story, but I do have a funny instance that happened at work last week. <laughs> I think I already told you about this, too. Um, but I went in the bathroom in the third floor, which is where we're at working now, and uh, it was completely full. All the stalls were closed. I was like, ah, so frustrating. Like, why are there always so many people in here taking a dump? Like, <laughs> You can't just go in there and do your business because it's always full. 
So I went down to the second floor. Yeah, what is up with that shit? I don't know, man. I think it's because it's like the ratio of men to women on our floor is like five to one. One of these days, I'm just going to go in the woman's room and take a shit. Let me know when that happens. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I need video out of evidence. <laughs> I'll be gone. <laughs> so anyway, as I go down to the second floor, which is currently under construction, there's a whole bunch of work, workers down there like rearranging stuff and trying to build walls and demolish walls and whatever. Uh, and I go in the bathroom. And as soon as I open the door, I hear music. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a little bit weird. I turn the corner, and I hear Ace of Bases, I saw the sign. And as I turn the corner, the farthest stall door from the door opens, and this construction worker who's wearing, like, 1989 Sony headphones, like the little foam ones that don't keep any kind of sound, like, restricted to your ear. That's awesome. They the sound, like, kind of go out wherever. Did they have a wire? Yeah, they were they were wired with like the or- <laughs> the orange foam on them. <laughs> hey man, that's old school. That's fucking old school. Yeah, he had them turned up like super loud, and he was singing to himself. I saw the sign. <laughs> he comes out the door, and he's like like dancing, like grooving, and he sees me, and he's like, "Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you see the sign?" <laughs> and I was just like, uh, "Hi," <laughs> and then I went, I did my business, and then I left. <laughs> Wait a minute, you talked in the bathroom? Do you not remember the rules? He talked to me first. I didn't want to not say anything because you never know what's going to happen. That is true. Yeah. He, might, he might have gotten stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you... Wait a minute, you said you want to take a picture of me going in the bathroom while I'm in the woman's... You don't take a phone in there. No video. No, I said video evidence of you going into the Oh, okay, okay, all yes. right. <laughs> you hear that, Bri-Fi? No pictures from the bathroom. <laughs> hey, he sent you one, right? Yeah, he did, that piece of crap. <laughs> Well, hey, I got one for you, too. Okay. So I broke my rule because I'm getting tired of going on the third floor and these people just being in there. It's like, Jesus. And when you go in there, the air circulation is terrible. That's true. There's definitely some Oh, my sense. God. One night I went in there, and I know that one guy went in there, and he left only the middle stall open. I was like, you know what? All right, you bastard. I'm going to fix both of you because my stomach was hurting. So I knew I had some good shit coming. <laughs> Literally. You call it good shit? That's right. <laughs> so I went in there, pulled down the pants, went in the middle stall. Broke the broke the commandment. In that order? Huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you you pulled it in your pants and then went in the middle stall? That's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bold. Gotta let your nuts hang. Balls out, man. That's Balls right. out. 2016. Balls out. <laughs> so I went in there, dropped dropped my pants and sat down there. Released the load. Well, that guy got out. The first guy next to me, the one, he got out quick. The guy next to me is like, oh, we're going to have one of them? He start dropping. Okay, oh, I can see that. I'll raise your shit. I'll let some good ones go. But that's not the funny part. Another guy comes in next to me. And so you can see the feet. So he stands facing the toilet. Then he turns around. Then he sits down. Then I hear him pee. I'm like, okay, I know that guy. I know the looker's not here today, so it's not him. Then he stands up, turns around. Cleans the toilet seat off, I guess, because this is what it sounded like, because he's taking paper off, and it looks like he's cleaning or he's strapping. I don't know what he's doing. Sits back down. And then you hear poo. You hear the blop, 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 like, what the freak? So you're pissing. Then he stands up again and pisses some more. Uh, and I didn't hear no wiping of the ass, so he stood up with shit ass stains or whatever. And then he walks out. No washing of the hands. Nasty. So he pissed shit, or I don't know what the fuck he was doing in there. And he, see, he, his feet were back and forth, unless he's like, can twist the legs like that. He's playing Dance Dance Revolution, man. Dance Dance Revolution? <laughs> but he's like spinning back. Who does that? I don't know. Look, it's okay. Our rule is you don't piss sitting down. Okay, we, we say this. But if you got to shit too, that's when it's acceptable. Because you don't want to piss standing and fart and shit yourself. So it's understandable to be shit and piss at the same time. But don't get up shit, piss, shit, then piss, no, piss and shit, or how the fuck you did it. It's ridiculous. You see shoes turning around like this, like, dude, are you having an exorcism in there? What the hell's going on? Dude, I seriously try not to die laughing in there. I really don't. I was so busy, <laughs> so busy dropping loads. I was just laughing my ass off. This guy's weird. I really wanted to take my camera. Yeah. yeah you I really would love to have a camera. I would have taken a picture of this crap. But I'm like, what the hell, man? But, yeah, you got to stay off the third floor, man. You're dying there. It's too dangerous. I'm starting to believe that. Shit, I went in there on second floor, construction people. One guy, he didn't have his headphones on, but this one guy came out, and he, it was just him. He walked out, opened the door. He looked at me, and I opened the door, and I went like, oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, I took that spray. I sprayed all the stalls in the area. It, dude, I wasted the entire bottle. I shit you not. It might have been half a bottle. All you heard was me, shh. 
I think I sprayed for about five minutes till I finally sat down. Air freshener can't save you, man. <laughs> Dude, I was spraying that sucker like unbelievable. Yeah. One guy, one guy did that. I, it's construction worker, man. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. He saw the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be proud of that shit. <laughs> I stink of a bathroom. I stink it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, yeah, damn. It's going to start moving up to like the fourth or fifth floor. Oh, you do like your brother? He goes to the fourth floor and d- does his business there. And then that doesn't mean he we'll goes. call to, that the east side. He goes to the fifth floor. <laughs> you know, he went up to the sixth floor the other day. I'm not that ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, there's no guys up there. Yeah, maybe the, that's maybe. what I meant. I'm not that ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was pretty funny and gross. <laughs> you saw the on. sign <laughs> I, I didn't want to see any signs hey, he wrote it in shit <laughs> alright so now I'm going to do a little bit of uh, plugging for myself uh, because as you may know I, I don't want to know <laughs> no, sorry go ahead sorry go ahead. Uh, so George Tripsis and I are writing a comic called Speak No Evil which we've talked about a little bit on the show before um, it's a comic about two brothers Silas and Edwin who are 14 to 16 years old in the 1930s and they're scam artists thieves and they uh, they basically get by by, you know, living on the outskirts of society. <laughs> they don't really have parents. They don't have anybody watching them. They just do what they can to get by. But uh, they end up stealing from this really nefarious criminal, and he goes after them hard. And they got no choice but to run. And they end up running and hiding in the woods and discover this cabin that used to be owned by Nikola Tesla. And ten years, in the woods. <laughs> ten years before the boys find this cabin, uh, Nikola Tesla and H.P. Lovecraft teamed up to conduct experiments trying to contact another dimension. And unfortunately for the world, they were successful because they let a bunch of evil things through. And when the boys find the cabin, of course, they're not just going to sit and watch, te- you know, watch the fire or relax or whatever. Uh, they explore the cabin and they find things that will change their lives forever. So that's the basic plot of Speak No Evil. Uh, we're doing a Kickstarter launch on April 2nd. And I would really, really tremendously appreciate it if anybody out there listening in our audience would go to our Kickstarter and support it. Um, we have to raise $4,800 to finish financing the book. Good lot. Um, paying the rest of our artists. We have a few pages already completely done, penciled, inked, colored. We have a great team behind us. Uh, we have a lot of very awesome uh, variant covers that we're giving out. Um, the first one is going to be from Devin Kraft, who we had on the show not that long ago. Other one is from James Linares, who we've also had on the show. And the very last one is from our very own friend, Chris Ryder, who does the Horseman Inns comic. So we got some real cool rewards for everybody that does support us. Um, if you're a fan of the show, I know you're going to like what we're putting out there because it's a horror comedy and uh, it's my sense of humor. So you know, if you like the show, you're going to like what I've written for the characters. Um, it's a lot of fun. I feel like it's a lot of fun. We got some great uh, quotes and some feedback from other writers that we're friends with. Um, I feel like the Kickstarter is going to be successful, but it won't be if we don't get support from as many people as we can. So... If this, any of this sounds interesting to you at all, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'll tell you all about it. Um, and if you want to support us, like I said, the Kickstarter goes live April 2nd. The name of the book is Speak No Evil. And uh, you'll actually be able to go to graybearcomics.com, and it'll take you straight to the Kickstarter page. And that's G-R-A-Y, not E-Y. But uh, that's it, guys. So appreciate any support you guys can give us, and uh, hopefully the book gets financed. You do have like a level in there when they give you this much money, they get pictures of you and George. They get a picture of us just for looking at the Kickstarter. Because you're coming out of the closet on April the 2nd. <laughs> no. You're coming out. You said it's your coming out party. <laughs> the release party. Oh, okay. What are you releasing? The Kickstarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. All right, man. Well, you know, I'm going to donate to your Kickstarter. I got 50 cents right here, but I better get my name in big, bold, freaking letters somewhere. Well, the, the lowest limit you can donate is a dollar. <laughs> so Jesus. 50 cents isn't going to help us. <laughs> you take pesos? Uh, if it equals a dollar, Cologne, you, you do the. Oh, we got to do the the, the <laughs> currency exchange. Currency exchange. Nice. Amazon, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't even, I'm not even part of this. I feel like you just left me out. Like you don't even want me around anymore. Oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be a character in the fourth issue of the book. Right? I don't want to be a character. I want to be a managing partner. What could you contribute to the book? Uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My wit. My funniness, I told you, I got the best stick figure in the game. Well, we've got an amazing artist. Uh, you're not, you're not going to do better than him. <laughs> Sorry, Samir Samal is just amazing. Uh, as for the wit, yeah, I agree, you're very funny, but you don't have the eight hours a week to to dedicate to working on this thing. Well, you calling me out, man? 
well, you have a family and you have other things in your life. You don't have time for this. I don't need no family. I can just do books. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I know. I just messed up. That's busting balls. You know I'm going to support your Kickstarter. I'm going to come over to the Kickstarter launch and eat the hamburgers and the sausage. I'm going to leave. That's how I support. <laughs> no, don't trust me. I will try to outbid everybody on Kickstarter. Well, we have a lot of different rewards. At the dollar level, you basically get thanks in the book. We're going to give everybody that contributes anything a thank you in the back of it. Uh, at the $5, you get a digital copy of the book. Okay. At $10, you get a physical copy that's signed by me and George. Okay. Um, and then we have the variant covers as 11 by 17 uh, poster prints that are at like the $25, $35, and $45 range. You can get one, two, or three. Uh, we also have T-shirts you can add in. Um, and then as you get to the higher levels, at the $100 level, uh, you'll actually be have your likeness drawn into the next comic book, the second issue, because we have a few characters that we can work with there. Uh, issue one, unfortunately, is kind of tight. Uh, at the high, level above that, $175, you can actually get a piece of original artwork. And once you see Samir's art, I think you might actually want to get some, because it's fucking sick. He's so talented. Um, and then above that, we have the executive producer level, which is $500, and that gets you everything. You get both t-shirts, all three uh, variant cover prints. You get all three variant covers of the book. You get the digital copy. You get both podcasts that George and I are doing as a digital incentive for the book. Uh, you get an executive producer credit on the book, and you get the thank you in the back. <laughs> so it's a pretty good uh, chunk of stuff for your $500 if you are a wealthy benefactor and want to support the book. Nice. <laughs> are you nervous? Um, not really. No. I mean, if the Kickstarter doesn't fund... Uh, we're still going to make the book. It's just going to take us a whole lot longer because we won't have the money to pay everybody to do it at the pace we want to. Right. But uh, we're not going to stop working on it. How long is the uh, Kickstarter going to go for? One month. It runs from April 2nd until uh, June 2nd. So if people pledge early on, it April, does April 2nd until May 2nd. So if people pledge early on, it doesn't come out till when? Uh, we're expecting a June release date if everything goes according to plan and people should get the rewards by August. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong. When people pledge, when can they expect the money to come out of their accounts so they know? Uh, it happens on the actual end of the Kickstarter date. So it May would 2nd. be May 2nd. Okay. Yeah. I just want people to know because some people don't – a lot of people don't give the Kickstarter because they're afraid. Once they donate, it comes out right then and there. Yeah, that's a good point. I just want them to know it takes 30 – I'm trying to help you out here, bro. It, it doesn't charge you right away. Yeah, it gives you 30 days to get the money in your account, and then it charges you on the date. Uh, and sadly, of course, if it doesn't go, no, they don't get charged. Right. It sends you an email saying, hey, if something happened with your card, please fix it. And then – it tries again, like a few days later. No, no, I'm, I was saying if the Kickstarter doesn't make it, like if you don't make right, the front, right. If we don't, if we don't hit our goal, then the book won't be funded. Yeah, yeah. And we'll have to fund it ourselves or try the Kickstarter again at a later time. And we really don't want that. I mean, I, I'm a, here's my endorsement of you so far, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He does work really hard on this. This is his passion. He is really giving a lot into it. Uh, he sidestepped me a lot here lately because of this. And uh, <laughs> now they're really working hard on it. I see him and George doing constantly. And he's running by me a lot of stuff here and there. I'm not really big into it. I'm not really helping him because I don't have the time. But I have read it and I have seen it, and it does look really good. And I will be sponsoring uh, this Kickstarter, and I am going to try to sponsor as much as I can because it is going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. I think it belongs on people's shelves, and I recommend that you actually go out and sponsor this because you like him, you like us, you're going to like this book. Guarantee you. Hopefully. So let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. All right, we got a lot. Uh, not a lot. I mean, you'd think there would be a whole lot from three weeks being gone, but yeah. uh, there's only a little bit. What do you want to talk about first? All right, I'm in the, I'm in the mood for some movie news. All right, so Batman vs. Superman, uh, the movie brought in a total of $424 million worldwide on its first weekend. Damn! Which is the biggest first weekend for a comic book movie ever. Damn! And it was shit, according to critics. <laughs> That's worldwide, though. That's not U.S. U.S., it didn't quite crack that number. Okay. So, it's still pretty impressive. Cookie said, damn, how much did it cost to make the movie? Uh, I don't remember. They, they made money. They made money. Yeah, they definitely made money. <laughs> well, if it's Batman, of course they're going to make money. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Batman defeats everybody. Do you know how people are saying right now there's like too many comic book movies and everything's being watered down? I don't think so. I think it's great. I don't have a problem with all the comic book movies coming for out. For people like us that are actually comic book fans, like this is a golden age for us. There's yeah. so much. There's, there's more things than I can even take in. Like I, I'm actually at the point now where I have to be 
selective about it. Like Lucifer, uh-huh. I, I told you I watched the first episode. I have not watched an episode since then. I didn't know it was on already. I'm pissed now. <laughs> like, Damn it. Supergirl, I'm actually three episodes behind. Some few more than that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very hard to watch everything. And I mean, it's pretty cool that we're at a, a place in time where there's so many things related to comics on TV and in the movies that you can't watch all of it. Because if you remember 10 years ago, there was like, yeah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. One hundred percent. It's a great time to be a comic book fan. We've come so far, and you know who cares if you can't watch every single thing? I mean, it would be nice to if you have that kind of time, but if you don't, be selective. Watch the things you know you're going to love, and then let everything else go by the wayside. Nothing says you have to watch. Yeah, and you can always binge it later. Time. Yeah, that's right. You can always save it until there's a lull in, in production for the other things. Hey, you got summer when there's nothing on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so. Uh, we also got the trailer this week for the Lego Batman movie. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. <laughs> I deserve this lobster. Yeah, the movie's supposed to be coming out February 10th, 2017. Looks like a lot of fun. 20 minutes. Wait, that's the wrong. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Will Arnett as the voice. He's he's so good as Lego Batman. Uh, I love it. I'm so stuck, dude. I saw it. I was like, yeah! <laughs> uh, let's see. Warner Brothers. Um, apparently, they're actually serious about making a Lobo movie. They've uh, hired the screenwriter for the Wonder Woman movie, Jason Fux, to write the what? Lobo movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. How'd you, like, how'd you like to grow up with the name Jason Fox? <laughs> Is Mr. Fox here? Paging Mr. Fox. <laughs> F-U-C-H-S. I'm, I'm sure that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that's a great name. Can you imagine if you're like a teacher or something? Mr. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your sex ed teacher, Mr. Fox. <laughs> he has to like change it to Mr. Fuchs. Mr. Like, Fuchs, come on, <laughs> Jesus, that's a great name though. I, I I don't know anything about the guy, but he's writing Lobo, so all right, just all fucks it up, <laughs> dude. Is Danny Trejo gonna be Lobo? I don't know, man. I don't know anything about it. This, they just oh, hired man. him to write the script. I'll shit my pants if he's Lobo. He'd be a great Lobo. Oh God, that'd be a Mexican Lobo. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There's a piece of casting announcement. Oh. Uh, Turtles 2. <laughs> you know Krang's in the movie? Yes, I do know Krang's in the movie. Like, like old school Krang. Yes. Brain inside the stomach of the giant robot yes. guy. Baby wearing his underwear and stuff. So the voice of Krang, this is actually a really weird and interesting choice. Okay. Uh, Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah, it's a very odd choice. Hmm. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I've seen him do some weird, wacky stuff. So, I mean, Krang in the cartoons was very like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, like, I can kind of, I can kind of see Fred Armisen being able to pull that off. Okay, we know the first Turtle movie was not great. No. <laughs> I am so, sto- I've never been stoked for a sequel, and I never even saw the first one, like I am for this one. Why? You know why. Casey Jones is in it. But that's not why. Tell him, man. Rocksteady and Bebop. That's right, man. Hey, boss, you want us to get the toitles? <laughs> oh, man, I'm so stuck for that movie, too. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh. It's, it's got to be better than the first one. <laughs> right, I know, I know. Man, that show, and here I come. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. What do you want to move on to now, comics or TV? Let's keep it on. This. Let's go TV. All right, so... We got the trailer this week for the PlayStation Network show Powers Season 2. Um, that's going to debut May 31st. It looks pretty good. I, I, like I, was, I really enjoyed the first season of Powers. I know a lot of people probably didn't even watch it, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I never saw it. Yeah, that was one you had to miss. I mean, like we were talking about before, you can't see everything. Yeah. But it was good. Okay. Uh, Netflix released the first teaser for Luke Cage, and they set a release date for September 30th. So... Another whole Netflix series this year. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Luke Cage, man. <laughs> Never thought you'd be excited for Luke Cage. Is Jessica Jones going to make a... Oh, absolutely. She's got to be a part of it. There's no way she can't. Uh, I'm going to be honest, man. They, pa- they cast the perfect guy for Luke Cage. Yeah, they really did. Mike Coulter. Uh-huh. He's so good. Um, let's see. Netflix also released the first trailer for Voltron Legendary Defender. Voltron. That's supposed to be deba- debuting on June 10th. Hell yes. It looks pretty cool. Like yes, it does. Detailed uh, images of the, the lions coming together, merging into Voltron. Like The way they do it looks pretty badass. It's just going to be kind of hard because I used to love the old Voltron theme. <laughs> I don't know how this theme is going to be, but it looks really cool, man. It really does. Get stoked for a cartoon again. <laughs> 
Let's see. Uh, Supergirl was renewed. Yes, I saw that too. Two. Well, you know, she's good. Supergirl's really good. It's it's quirky. It's funny. It's it's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy it too. I just like I said, I'm behind on it. Um, Gotham was renewed. Oh, damn straight for a third season. There is no way you cannot renew that show. Fox would be an idiot if they let it go. Because I guarantee you, CBS, ABC, WB, Sci-Fi would pick that crap up real quick. Since it's a Batman-themed show, absolutely. You know it. <laughs> Batman can't fail. Period, no. Period. It doesn't matter how bad it is. <laughs> they picked the perfect guy for Gordon. Michael Chiklis is on it. Freaking the kid that plays Bruce is good. The Penguin. The freaking Riddler. Catgirl. And they got Pee Wee Herman as the Riddler's dad. That's the a trip, man. <laughs> That's a trip. It's been really good, so I'm, I'm glad it's coming back. Love that show. Uh, this is kind of interesting TV news. So you know the film studio Lionsgate? They're launching a streaming video-on-demand channel called Comic-Con HQ. Uh, it's supposed to happen on May 7th, and it's going to feature 24-hour scripted and unscripted series, live and archi- archival programming, and it'll be like having access to a Comic-Con 365 days a year. Wow. That's kind of cool. It's pretty neat. Kind of interesting. So they'll do like live con coverage when that kind of stuff's going on, but they'll also have like shows they're writing, like superhero shows or, or comic book related shows that they're putting together themselves that are scripted or unscripted. It'll be all about comics, like a whole channel devoted to it. You got to get on that show, man. That that sounds amazing to me. I know, right? Wow, like, pretty I'm, sweet. I mean, it's something you have to subscribe to. It does cost money, but it, it's it's going to be awesome. It's, it's free from uh, May seventh until July twenty first. Gotcha. Which is when Comic Con happens. So. Uh, I guess the first weekend when it's actually going to matter, it's going to cost money. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con, right? But it debuts on free comic book day. So nice. That's that's pretty cool. Um, and that is it for TV. Wait, I got some TV news. What's that? For all you geeks and nerds who love this crazy crap, sci-fi. Guess what's coming out here in the summer? Sharknado Four, baby. Sharknado Four. And that's not even messed up part. There's another one coming out. Another movie coming out same this year. I think after Sharknado or maybe before. Y'all might remember Lava Lantula. They got the second one coming out. Two Lava, Two Lantula. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> I'm geek for sci-fi, baby. <laughs> cheesy, crappy. I mean, it's just it's just so cheesy. It's so good. It's gone all the way around. Suck the good. I used I used to love those kind of movies. I just don't have time anymore. It's like. Uh, my time is stretched so thin that when I'm watching something, I want to watch stuff that I know is going to be like good quality. Nice. Like I don't have to. Like I, I used to love B movies. I have so many trauma movies on my bookshelf. Like I, I fucking love terrible movies, but I just don't have time for them anymore. It's all right, I'll pick them up for you, Christmas. I'll get you the bite pack. Nice. <laughs> Four Sharknados. <laughs> I haven't even seen. I haven't even seen a single Sharknado. You still haven't seen uh, something? What was that one I got? Uh, was it something versus the Alamo? Who the hell? Uh, Sharktopus versus. No, the it was, Alamo or no, something? it was something versus the Alamo. Well, I forgot what it was. It was weird, whatever it was. I haven't gotten around to watching it. <laughs> I haven't had any time. Man. But uh, I wish I did. I wish I had more time. Live tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving on to comics. Okay. Uh, the big announcement from this week, which I'm both intrigued by and kind of worried about. I know where you're going with this. Is that uh, Justice League 50 is going to reveal the true name of the Joker. I don't like it. You don't like it at all? I don't like it. I don't want to know. You're not a little bit intrigued? I am, but I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm a little bit intrigued. I mean, it was such a fucking cool moment when Batman sits on the Morbius chair and he asks it two questions. Who killed my parents and who is the Joker? And the Morbius chair gives him that information. But it hasn't been revealed yet. Now, eight issues later, we're finally going to find out the answer. Like, in some ways, it's pretty exciting. and It could be very interesting to see who they pick. But in other ways, it's like it makes me worried for the future of Batman and Joker stories, because how is it going to affect things? Bruce Wayne knowing who the Joker really is. I don't know, man. It's going to be somebody akin to him. <laughs> well, that's that's what a lot of people think is that it's going to be a Wayne, uh-huh. or it's going to be some major historical figure, or um, it's going to be some alternate future, alternate future, alternate reality version of one of the Robins. Wow! Wow! Which all of those seem possible. I'm not sure I like any of them. I don't know. It, it, yeah, I'm intrigued to know. I really want to know. But then I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like the, only, those- the only way it would make me happy, I think, is if it was some, like, some villain from Batman's past, from like the Golden Age or Silver Age, back when 
it was it, it was characters that didn't matter, completely didn't matter. Like it was some character that wouldn't even be relevant today if he existed still. King Tut, <laughs> maybe a character kind of like that. You know, nice. some somebody that um, you know had his day in the sun, but when modern times evolved the comic, he just didn't come along with it. Like it didn't fit anymore. Uh, some know nothing character villain of Batman's. I can't even think of who it could be, but somebody like that becomes the Joker and, and manages to survive for years and years and years because of it. Who made the call? Uh, Jeff Johns. Really? And he's the one writing it too. So, okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh man. So you're definitely picking that up. Uh, yeah, I've got to pick that up mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. And I think everybody else should too, because it's going to be a key issue. <laughs> Damn, That's crazy. Um, we already talked about Batman coming back with his new co- costume, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, DC announced three exclusive contracts last week. Uh, the first one is Doc Shaner. The second one is Jesus Marino. And the third one is Steve Orlando. So Steve's exclusive with DC now. The great Steve Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome, man. I mean, Steve worked so hard for that. So congratulations, Steve. Um, you you absolutely deserve it. You've been killing it on a midnighter, and I'm sure whatever rebirth titles you get, you're going to do a great job with those too. So good job, man. Yeah, we're big fans. I mean, you deserve everything, man. You really do. Congratulations. We got your back, dog. We'll buy everything you, you do. That's, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. The very last thing is that DC announced at WonderCon the full list of the new Rebirth titles and the creative teams that are behind them. Um, some of the cool stuff about that is that many of the main title books, like Action Comics and Batman, are going to be returning to their pre-New 52 numbers. About freaking time. So it's, <laughs> it's almost like the new 52 never happened for some of these things. Son of a... <laughs> you, I knew you wanted to get my goat. <laughs> but it's not a reboot. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to name it something else, but it's still going to screw you guys. It's a rebirth, not a reboot. That's what... The- <laughs> <laughs> rebirth. I'll give you some birth. <laughs> that's what they're calling it. Uh, in some ways, that's cool. In other ways, it's kind of annoying. Um, it's just like Civil War II. I'm... I, it's been a long time since I've been so unexcited for an event. Uh, I, I really don't care about Civil War II at all. <laughs> like, I, I love Marvel. I love what they're doing. But I'm tired of the cash grab. It's really gotten tedious. Yeah. And DC's doing the same thing with Rebirth, it seems like. I'm, I'm not saying there won't be good titles that come out of it, because I'm sure there will be some amazing ones that do. But, man, I am so sick of the big two doing <laughs> this kind of stuff. I just yeah. can't, I can't, I, like, I have to speak with my money and not buy certain things like Civil War 2. Damn, man, you're going to break people. Yeah, so, I mean, we won't be, we probably won't be reviewing as much in the coming months because of that stuff, but that's it for news, guys. So, uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast, too, and remember... I'm running for president, so support my Twitter campaign for president. Lord, a horse to clues for president. Running on the balls, party. Ride him into the future. <laughs> you piece <laughs> of crap. <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. and Leave us a five-star review if you like the show. Uh, again, my Kickstarter comes out April 2nd, so if you want to support it, go to graybearcomics.com. That's G-R-A-Y. Or just go to Kickstarter and do a search for Speak No Evil. And uh, I appreciate it, guys. And we promise... We're going to work even harder now to make sure this doesn't happen again. We missed a couple of weeks. We're really not trying to do it to you. Just life got in the way, but we're going to work really, really hard at it like we did last season. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much it. So uh, you want to close this out? Okay, man. <laughs> Keep on laughing, bitches.